This FPL season has definitely been go, go, go. A nonstop hustle all the time. Matches, deadlines, unexpected blank and double game weeks, on top of everything the real world has had in store. Sometimes you need a moment to turn off and hit reset. That's when you reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. For me personally, supporting Fulham during this last year has been a true roller coaster ride. Honestly, when that Adama Traore goal flew past Areola in the 92nd minute of game week 31, the only thing that saved my mental state, the only thing that calmed my nerves, was cracking open a Coors Light. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. That way, you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. And listen, everyone, summer is pretty much here. It's about to get hot in New York. An ice-cold Coors Light is such a perfect way for me to beat that summertime heat. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light and the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate. cheaters and welcome to the always cheating fantasy premier league podcast my name is josh and i'm here with brandon brandon how are you i'm good i think as you were saying before we started recording we have to kick the uh, rust off of this podcast a little bit it's been 11 weeks since we actually podcasted the fantasy premier league so we're back uh it's it's it's, it's, it's super hot in my apartment right now yeah same here exactly mid-july in new york is uh, is pretty steamy uh, yeah, excited to be back. You know, we did take we took the Euros off. We took Copa America off. If anybody did any Copa America fantasy, as far as I know, they didn't. Uh, yeah. I, both I, tournaments I, were kind of boring, to be honest. I mean, it was cool to see Payet shoot out of a cannon at the start, but yeah, uh, it was it was yeah. cool. Did, do you think that that impacted his FPL price at all? I mean, we're going to talk a lot about player price tags in subsequent preview episodes, but. He's at, what, 9.5 to start the season? I I think Uh that's pretty fair. That seems reasonable to me. Uh, The price is actually, in general, pretty fair, I think, as we'll get to um, in a minute. Um, I will say say this, Josh, because we took the Euros off. Um, I know some some other podcasts were podcasting the Euros, but I could tell is – Leading up to the launch of the FPL site, you and I were like getting crazy giddy and antsy for the site to launch because it had been so long since we had our fingers in a, a football game. I know, so, I know. Uh, I, I'm feeling, I'm feeling a great sense of relief now that the game is live. I agree. I mean, I, I would go on Twitter and I would see all of our, all of our sort of friends who are doing Euro fantasy sort of talking and complaining and, and everything, <laughs> all, all, all the good stuff that you do when you're involved in a fantasy league. <laughs> mostly, mostly the mostly complaining. complaining. <laughs> and uh, I was like, oh, like, I do kind of miss that a little bit, but it was, it was good. I, I'm, I'm glad to have the time off. Um, you know, I went to, I went to Portland, Maine for a while with, uh, with my wife, which was very fun. And, uh, uh, that was good, and over the last eleven weeks, we've we've been trying to get out a lot because she she sort of moved from from pregnant to extremely pregnant, which is where <laughs> uh, which is where we are right now. Uh, and that 
Uh, so, so yeah, you don't have to tune into the podcast for our FPL advice. Just tune in for the week by week Josh sanity test. Yeah. So that baby's uh, as, due, <laughs> baby's due in uh, late September, and uh, we already have a. We're, we're, the plan is actually to po- to podcast every single week, um, regardless of whether I can. There may be a couple weeks that I have to miss, but um, we already have a, a contingency plan in place for that. So, absolutely, um, yeah. I, I don't know if we'll be recording from the hospital, but maybe. Um, I'll be recording from the waiting room, you know, uh, maybe, maybe you'll be like under your wife's hospital bed side, like whispering <laughs> right. into the phone, like, try, can I get try, a, get, try I just not need to clean, wake her up. I need just a clean be, mic. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Silence. <laughs> just shut that baby up. Can you turn all these electronics off? All this monitoring equipment. <laughs> Uh, so uh, before we, before we get started, should we mention how awesome our new theme music is? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, thank you so much to, to Zach Kurd. Uh, can be found on ZachKurd.com, Z-A-C-H-C-U-R-D.com. Uh, he's a fantastic composer. He does a lot of commercial work. Um, if you are in, um, well, I was going to say if you're in the United States, but he'll probably do, he'll work for anybody. Probably. MP3s, no, no borders. Yeah, we assume. Know. Yeah, exactly. And he actually does, he does commercials too. I know he works with some uh, organizations that do television commercials. So um, I don't now. Now that the pound is plummeting, though, I'm not sure that you can af- afford Zach. Well, we we waited okay. a good two minutes before any kind of Brexit joke. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, I mean, uh, listen, we're Americans. We're about to live our own national nightmare in a few months. So, uh, Touché. Uh, Touché. That's so true. we're dealing we're dealing with Donald Trump right now. Uh, Brexit seems very mild by comparison. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, so a couple things. So once again, yeah, thanks, Zach. Music is so so much better than what we had before. Uh, I always thought that the you know the last music. I mean, you know, it was we always knew we wanted to change it and then we got halfway through the season i was like ah oh, we'll just keep it as is for now uh but i was always was a little ominous i thought it sounded like yeah sort of foreboding chance. like uh yeah, yeah we're, we're coming for you the, the 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 bell tolls for thee cheaters i know and i i, I do and the new one's a little more 80s too which i like i don't know if you're are you watching that show stranger things not i don't want to get so sidetracked here but <laughs> Hey, ba- based on your recommendation, Josh, I watched the first episode last night, and it was awesome. Highly it, recommended. Totally, totally awesome. Uh, so I'm, I'm really into that that sound right now, that kind of like Giorgio Moroder, you know, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. It's not It's not going to be as awesome as Hull versus Leicester City, the uh, opening <laughs> fixture of game week one. I'll tell you that. No, and Middlesbrough versus whoever they play will also be really exciting, I'm sure. Uh, Middlesbrough uh, versus Stoke City. You took, you took the, the words right out of my mouth. Yeah, That's, thank you. Oh, you know, it's yeah, see, we are at a practice because I always, I always have a fixture list that I'm looking at while we talk here. So I gotta, <laughs> gotta pull that up in a second here. Uh, all right, so let's let's do a little, um, you know, like a couple quick things. Oh, do, anything you want to talk about you did this summer, Brandon? Anything fun? You're going uh, to Edinburgh? And, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I'll be in Edinburgh actually the first weekend of the Premier League. So who knows how that's going to turn out pod wise, but we will definitely be talking about. How could we not be talking about the first weekend's fixtures? But yeah, going to Scotland, that's going to be my big summer adventure. Other than that, I've just been sitting in front of my uh, air conditioner uh, watching uh, watching na- international tournament soccer. I wonder if there are any fellow cheaters. I try not to see is the it, world Col- burn. Does Colin Bothwell live in Edinburgh? I mean, you got to see if there are any... 
any cheaters you can hook up with to watch the matches. Yeah, cheaters, if you're if you're listening and if you're in the Edinburgh area or actually from Edinburgh, I'm going up to Crail, which is some seaside town a little northeast of Edinburgh. If there are any if there are any uh lobster fishermen out there listening i'd love to hear from you <laughs> yeah we're it's going to be the same weekend as the fringe festival but we're going completely independent of that but yeah yeah holler if you're if you're in that area i'd love to hear from you maybe we can uh you can recommend a good pub for us to meet up at uh, excellent uh all right so a couple quick things one is there's a new hail cheater super league um, and I love, you know, it's, it's funny to talk about the Hell Cheaters really because I feel like if you haven't been listening to the podcast for all these years, it's, it's, it is the most. For all these years, the, uh, <laughs> all the, the, all the this, one year. All this year. Uh, it is it is the most overblown, pretentious title ever, and I love it. And we're going to keep it. It's always going to be the Always Cheating Super League. There is uh, only one Hail Cheaters Super League, and here it's the home of the Hail Cheaters <laughs> Super League. So you can go to alwayscheating.com, and there's an auto-join link there. But you can also just uh, – you can enter – I don't know if anyone's actually going to write this down. But you can enter code 21217-8051 uh, on, the, um, on the page, and that will, um, that will uh, get you in the leak. Uh, once again, that's 21217-8051. Hey, and if you don't have a pen and piece of paper in front of you, you can also just go to alwayscheating.com, our website, and click on the leak tab and the – the code is also right there. I think I said that already. Didn't I say uh, that? Well, you mentioned the auto join <laughs> button, but he didn't mention that the code was also ah, on the page. That's true. That's true. Listen, uh, if you're new to always cheating, remember one thing: we've thought of everything. <laughs> uh, all right, two two more plugs, and then let's get right into it. One is uh, our friend Nick Cummings, who writes the uh, writes for the. I, I guess he's sort of the, the 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 generator of all the content on the FPL Transfer Hub website. Uh, has a uh, a new book out. Uh, it's called um, it's an ebook. It's called Mastering the Fantasy Premier League, and uh, it's available on Amazon. Uh, I think everywhere around the world. I, I assume it is because he lives in New Zealand. Um, and uh, I bought it, and uh, I started reading it today, and I really enjoy it. And uh, it's not that expensive, uh, and it also gives you access to all the content on his site. And so uh, he's been a really good friend of the podcast over the years. Um, he, you know, ha- he has. He's a great guy. At TriggerLips.com is his site, and he's, he's he posts a lot of great uh, uh, tutorials, hints, hints. I'm, I'm acting like the FPL is a video game. Great <laughs> walkthroughs of uh, you know whatever tips and whatever, tricks, whatever yeah. boss battle you're leading up to. Uh, but uh, I, it, I know this that getting it what may be even more valuable is that getting it gives you access to this exclusive members area where he's going to uh, talk about his thinking each game week. And so he said, I think it's like four top is it top one thousand top one hundred finishes. He's like I think it's top one thousand, but. Uh, I know we finished like 36 a couple of years ago, so um, definitely a voice worth listening to. Uh, and the other recommendation is the um, the Reddit, um, the Fantasy Premier League Reddit, which is um, uh, highly highly recommended. I feel like it's something that a lot of Americans use, but I'm not sure how much how used it is um, over the rest of the world. That's so, a good question. Um, is that is I know it's like it's like Friendster is big in Brazil still. Is yeah. Reddit is Reddit uh, big in in like Armenia maybe? I mean, I think people all over the world do use it, but I, I, it seems like there's a, a very high level or a high number of, of Yankees on there. So um, just if you haven't checked it out, reddit.com slash r slash fantasy PL. Uh, highly recommend it. Uh, really useful. And it sort of it avoids the fantasy football scout problem, which is that it's not just a thousand posts asking people to rate their team. Yeah, um, yeah, right, there's nothing right. wrong with asking people to rate your team, but it's um, it can get a little like a bit much when like that's all yeah. that you see in a scroll of of 
of posts. How many urgent 4 a.m. phone calls have you gotten from me, Josh, where I've been asking you to rate my team? Oh, never. I know because you always wait until I go to bed before you make your transfer. <laughs> you're obsessed with my team. Uh, I am, I, I, um, yes. Well, yeah, last year, uh, and uh, if Josh and I are about anything, it's about personal rivalry. And <laughs> last year, I jumped out to a br- pretty big lead on you, and it, it, it became all-consuming to me that I, that I not let that slip through my fingers. And it got a little, it got yeah, a yeah. little tetchy at the end of the season, uh, sort <laughs> of like how, how Lester uh, seemed, seemed assured of their victory, but uh, Spurs made them work for it. You- Pulled it out with, uh, I think it was uh, you, 15 points in the end, right? You beat my 15 points? I will remember that season as sleepwalking through the latter half, and I, I, I just wanted to make you make you feel uh, feel good about yourself for just I a little see. bit, Josh. I see. Well, that's nice of you. Nice <laughs> should, we, should we play Zach's theme song one more time just to get us, <laughs> yeah. get yeah, us into the next, next, next wave of the podcast? Same old podcast, always shading. All right. Uh, all right, so... New website. Uh, it took a little longer than expected. I guess they were rolling out some uh, some new features, uh, only to go on the website and find out that there were absolutely no new features that were added, yeah. uh, other than a, uh, a revamped website. So, all right. So I, I've seen some people. Okay, we actually have a couple comments about the website. Uh, my thought is is um, is pretty simple actually, which is that this was a um, this this is a reboot that was based entirely on making it more mobile optimized. Um, it, it is a website that you can actually use in some way on your phone or uh, iPad in a way that you could not before. Which uh, it is it is the year 2016. This was a must. Like, they had to do this. It was ridiculous that they had to release a separate app for your smartphone. And right. do you, you remember, like, uh, two, three, four years ago, they would release the app for the game, like, two months after the season actually started, and is then the they char- charge you a dollar ninety nine. Is the, is they, the new are, app out yet? I have I, I've been checking. I, I haven't. Seen are it. they Are they even going to do an app? Because I feel like they don't need an app if the site is so mobily optimized. Mm. That's true. I'm not sure. I don't know. It was confusing. They had they had this pic. They have this picture up on uh, on FPL the official homepage. Well, before the game launched. I think it was a little deceptive. Like they had a picture of a smartphone up there. wasn't mm-hmm. clear if they was meant they were building an app or if it was just a mobile optimized site. So, what do you think about the font? I'm looking at it on my on my actual laptop right now. Or, you know, so okay. a laptop or a good desktop. It's a it's a little like it feel like they 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 went mobile. And I don't want to get like too technical here. Like no yeah. one cares what we think about this stuff. But it does <laughs> it does seem like they they kind of like. Did a mobile optimized website at the expense of the desktop version of the website? Yeah. Okay. So my first complaint is everything on the desktop version. I'm looking at it right now on my laptop too. Everything is huge. Okay. So to see, I can't even see my entire squad on the screen at once. <laughs> I can't I like scroll to see my bench, and then I had to do multiple scrollings just to see all the fixtures. Why is it so big? It's huge. I don't know why it's huge. Also, I feel like an old man because when I tried to, like, I know I'm going to change my team a million times, but I was like, let me just get my, in case I like get struck by, you know, a car or something. I want, I want to have my captain and vice captain ready. And it took me five minutes to figure out how to make my vice captain pick. All right, so, like, Siraj, Siraj if, you're, if Siraj is listening, I want him to knock on wood right now so Josh doesn't get hit by a car. 
Okay, Brandon, if you go to the website right now, how do you make somebody your vice captain? Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. I love, this. I love I'm this. Right we're, now, I actually don't know how to do it. This is a live focus group of the <laughs> FPL game. Okay. Uh, shoot. Okay. I clicked on the in, my first impulse was to click on the little information button. That didn't work. Nope. Uh, shoot. Okay. Um, who is my vice? Oh, okay. So my goalkeeper right now is my vice captain. So okay. that tells you how much thought I've put into my team at this point. Uh, that didn't work. I tried clicking on the V button. Nope. Nope. I, uh, I can't remember. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I can't figure it out. I can't figure it out either. All right. All right. So. This is your first opportunity, cheaters, to, to to pull out of this podcast. We don't know how to set our captain. So you, you, guys, oh, could wait. Be, you guys could be screwed. Oh, wait. Okay. Okay. I think I've got it. Okay. So if, if you go to list view... Oh okay. Jesus! No, and you can do it in pitch view. If you if you go to list view and then hit information from that page, you're able to make your captains or your vice captains. Oh, interesting. Okay, yeah. so that is uh, that, that is doesn't how that seem works. right. That seems very complicated to me. It really does. Yeah. Okay. Well, they they need to work on that. I think that <laughs> I think so too. <laughs> that might that might supersede my everything is huge gripe. <laughs> Here, make like, it, yeah, that's that's very complicated. I, I feel like there's a lot of that in general. I know when I'm when I'm making a transfer, there's a lot of there's like an extra step every time. You know, it's like you like you you X out. You let's say I want to get rid of. I've got Virgil Van Dyke in my team right now. I X him out, and then I I add somebody else, and then they like are are you sure you want to add the player? You know, and it's just it's a little it's a little extra step that I don't care for. Yeah, yeah. It should always be one click away. Like if if the Amazon regime has taught us anything, it's just like click to buy. That's all you need. Uh, Tuck nine on Twitter said uh, regarding the new design, uh, new watch list format is terrible. Uh, preferred being able to look at all my watches at once. Now I have to click. <laughs> yeah, no. Nope. That's, uh, that's C L I C K all caps. So, uh, first of all. I I am uh, pleased to hear that somebody is actually using the watch list feature. <laughs> have you ever used that? I'm curious. I'm genuinely curious. Uh, I I actually haven't, and it's funny because I added somebody to my. Wa- I don't even know where the watch list is. I mean, I'm running a real ramshackle operation over here, Josh. But uh, and I've never used the watch list. But what you what you do I've is used you, the watch you, list you, very occasionally in, in, yeah. in previous years. I would use the watch list. So but what does it do? So I click on a player, and it gives me the opportunity to add him to my watch list. And then what it, does it then notify you when their price is going up, or if they I score think it's a goal just, or something? It's just a way to kind of remind yourself who you're who you're tracking. Okay, like going who, back who to my, might, my okay. Yeah, who you might so, want to buy. Um, like my Amazon wish list or something like that to, to, to really beat that Amazon metaphor to death. Like, it's like the reason I – so I have one player on my watch list right now, which is Adam Clayton. Uh, he is um, a Middlesbrough midfielder at $4.5 million. Okay, Adam uh, Clayton also sounds like a competitor in, uh, on American Idol. Let's, uh, and isn't Adam Clayton like a member of U2? It's the same guy. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> uh, there's also Adam Clayton Powell, of course, the okay. uh, civil rights activist. And there, yeah, Adam Clayton is a member of you too. So it's a great <laughs> name. Uh, so I, I read an article about Adam Clayton, and so I, um, I was like, well, is he actually going to play at all? And so I added it in my watch list that I could uh, remember to kind of uh, look into him later because you know yeah. it's always, always useful to have four point five million fifth midfielder. 
You know that the FPL season is getting kicked off when you have like guys like Adam Clayton. Their Wikipedia page is an open tab on your browser. <laughs> right, right, right now, uh, uh, Gigi Wijnaldum is one of my open tabs. Uh, oh no! I mean, in the week leading up to this, I mean, I might as well like take the week off of work. Like, you know, like it, it's like it's just amazing how much time I'm going to spend like just talking myself out of every decision I've made. Uh-huh. You know? <laughs> and like and also like getting myself to like chicken out and like every controversial move. Right, right. Yeah, you know, yeah. So uh, real real quick, who is the who was the first guy on your team when you uh, fired up your FPL account? That, you know, that's a good question and I'm glad you asked. Uh that is uh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Okay, Ibra, uh, your 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 uh your team Ibra because I know I am- he's been a very divisive figure already. I, I am Team Ebra, and I, I was surprised actually because when I, I you know I, I hopped online, so I woke up at seven a.m. U.S. time, very excited to uh, to get my team and hoping to get a low number, you know, like your. Oh yeah, yeah, that's like uh, I, I'm I'm the same way too. It's sort of like populate your team with it doesn't matter. Just do it quickly I, so you can get a low member yeah, number. I, I I did autocomplete. Uh, so what 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 oh, is your, you? <laughs> what is what is your number? Uh, I'm like twenty four thousand or something like that. Okay, that's, uh, I'm I'm fourteen six six zero. So yeah, not um, bad. But you know, as an American, it's kind of tough. You know, I would have had to set the alarm like at four five six a.m. to really, yeah. You know, if I'd known it was, you know, to be honest, if I'd known it was going to launch that morning, I might have set an alarm for like four a.m. <laughs> just <laughs> just to try to get a number in the top. Oh uh, yeah, which gives you no advantage whatsoever. Speaking of being an American, the first guy on my team sheet. Uh, Emerson Hindeman, the Fulham oh, wow. transfer to Bournemouth over the summer, and he's a capped U.S. international. And I love this on his Bournemouth. Uh, like if you pull up Hindeman in the FPL game, his picture is him wearing a U.S. jersey. It's so boss. That is kind of awesome. So, what is your uh, t- so your team name? Is BK Broilers again? Yeah. Okay. So I've been BK Broilers for the last uh, like however many many years we've been playing this game, uh, and I think this might be the first season in which I branch out and change my name from BK Broilers to something uh, different. Uh, maybe I, maybe something I, witty, punny. I hope you do. I have been going back. I've been choosing between one or two names, both of which are from the Great British Bake Off. Uh, I'm, my current team name is Proving Drawer FC. And I may change that to Don't Eat That Mary. And See, uh, okay, yeah, uh, to me, the choice is very simple. Don't Eat That Mary. I think, uh, <laughs> I, I, I think this is, a, I think this is a, not to get too literary, but this is a kill your darlings situation, Josh. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And uh, Proving Drawer FC is your darling, and, and I, think, I think you need to kill it. Really? And, and you think... You think uh, you think Don't Eat That Mary is just its just a little funnier? Is that really what it boils down to? I love it. It's making me laugh right now. I'm, just, <laughs> it's I'm, just, I'm, I'm picturing Mary Berry's face just like making that grimace of like, ooh, the bake, the bake isn't quite right. <laughs> exactly. It's it soggy. looks beautiful, but the bake's not right. She, she never has a bad thing to say. I, uh, I, yeah. I, I cringe. I, I'm always worried whenever Mary uh, makes a positive comment on a bread or something first. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm like, Oh God, if Paul doesn't like this, it's going to be very, <laughs> very awkward. Maybe if you're don't eat that Mary, I can be Ian's ice cream cake. 
<laughs> yeah, that's a pretty funny idea. So, okay, and the other thing that we're going to do this year, we talked about this, is uh, we're going to have we're going to have a contest uh, between the two of us. So, I don't know why anybody who's listening cares, but a contest between the two of us uh, for the first eighteen weeks of the season, and we have we have our head to head league, the fifty buck cup, and whoever is uh, winning that league uh, at the eighteen week markets to pick the other person's team name for the second half of the season. Fair enough. I, I I agree. I accept this challenge. All right, so it's on. So don't eat that Mary versus Ian's Ian's ice it? cream cake. Ian's ice cream cake. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. All right. So um, okay. Do we have anything else to say about the uh, the site? Oh, I, were you were you expecting them to introduce any new chips? I I I, 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 I was thought they would. I was hoping they would get rid of the chips. To be honest, I think even uh-huh. more chips would have. It really would have been like we. Uh, it would have felt desperate if they added even uh-huh. more chips. You know, like three is three is too many as is. Uh, I mean, really, and really, only two of the chips actually matter because the Allot Attack chip never works. Like the sec, like playing the Allot Attack. I, I would love. Okay, if somebody has a story about playing the Allot Attack chip last last year and it actually working, I would love to hear it because <laughs> I have had no luck with the Allot Attack chip so far. Yeah, yeah uh, I think I, everyone play everyone who played the Allot Attack last year. That was the week that one of your midfielders pulled up with a hamstring or uh, was was benched. I think in both of our cases, we had one yeah. midfielder who just didn't flat out didn't play. Yeah, I remember um, sitting sitting on the toilet, not to get too graphic, uh, and pulling up the team sheet for Arsenal and seeing that Ozil was uh, on the bench, and uh, it, it was just like the end of. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> Oh, Breaking Bad? Or yeah, it was that, that scene in Breaking Bad where Hank is sitting <laughs> on the toilet and realizes that Walter White is actually uh, is uh, actually Heisenberg. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. <laughs> that was the expression uh, on my face. The one change that, that y- you and I are, are we're, have some debate about this. I, as far as I can tell, it is a new change this year because I set up our 50-buck cup last year, and I don't remember this, this happening. Uh, there are knockout rounds now. Uh, so for the, in the head-to-head league... Um, you can have up to one, two, or three knockout rounds, and that's basically like the playoffs. Yeah. Um, and um, so at the end of the season, the top eight teams, if you pick three rounds, uh, will face each other. Now, my recollection is uh, I set up the head-to-head league for our, our private league that has about like 18 people in it. My recollection is that they have had knockout rounds in the past. Uh, it has, has not been terribly clear that they're available but okay. I, I, think I, should, I could yeah. I could be misremembering that. I am excited about this. I, I'm I'm debating whether we want to start a little hail cheaters head to head league. Uh, if we did it, I would want to keep the number. I would I wanted to be a fixed number that like before the season started we did it and yeah. um, like maybe we have to keep it to the first you know um, you know sixty four or even like thirty two like you know keep it pretty small um, and it'd be fun to have that and then have the playoffs the final three weeks of the season. Yeah. So, um, if you are um, if you're listening to the podcast and a head-to-head league sounds interesting, um, just for fun, you know, in addition to the Hail Cheater Super League, um, you know, I don't know if it's necessarily anything that we'll update every single week on the podcast, but um, it might just be a fun thing to have. Uh, yeah. Let us know if that's something you want to do, and uh, maybe we'll create that. Okay, I, I have two more things to say about the website, real quick, and they're uh, aesthetic things. First of all, the kit design. This has weirdly been one of my favorite things about setting up my team, and I like that they kind of tweaked what the kits actually look like on your team page. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they didn't offer any new options in terms of designing said kit. Uh, really rubbed me the wrong way. I would have liked to see a few new options in terms of 
like like a do a like a diagonal strip across your the front of your kit. Yeah, or the or like, like the one the one stripe, right? Yeah, that, that would be cool. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, so anyway, you know, uh, for all the uh, for all the FPL programmers out there, that's my one one wish for next year. And also, Dayglow is here to stay. Apparently, it's not just for uh, for guys' boots anymore. It's for entire leagues. Like the Premier League is doubling down on Dayglow. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about the fonts either. The 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 letters are a little bubbly to me. I think I would like a <laughs> you know a Calibri is so easy, Brandon. You know, oh yes, yeah. <laughs> so standard. <laughs> a it's true. Yeah, maybe maybe, maybe an impact. An impact. Like well, a impact can impact be. Font. Yeah, impact might have might have been a little it's, too much, but yeah. Well, it's it's a it's a condensed font. You can fit a lot of impact uh, on a page. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, all right. So uh, okay, chips are back. Oh, so one thing I want to say about chips, um, and we'll we'll get into like. Uh, this podcast is sort of like uh, first impressions. We've got a, a ton of questions we're going to get to in a minute here. Josh, um, do you remember in college you showed up for the first day of class and the professor just passed out the syllabus and then walked out? That's basically <laughs> what this episode is. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So I do I, I do want to talk about the chips um, in a slightly different way than we did last year. Now, I don't want to talk about when to use them, but I do want to talk about um, – or uh, that is to say game weeks when you might use them, but just the strategy for – um, when to deploy them? You know, I, I think there was there was way too much chip groupthink last year. I mean, obviously, you had a few people who used them, uh, you know, in game week one or game week five just for fun. Uh, but I think for most of us, it was like they kept them in their back pocket for thirty three weeks, and mm-hmm. then we only, you know, then it was like three, you know, not not, not counting the wild cards, obviously. Um, although the second wild card it turned into basically a chip too, and so everyone wild carded in game week thirty four. You know, yeah. everyone played the triple captain chip, uh, chip the week later, um, the week after, and I, I just don't think that was the optimal strategy for a lot of people. I mean, I think that's a fine strategy, um, depending on where you are in your league position. But I do think there are more creative ways to to use those chips, and so I, I do want to talk about that. Uh, in future episodes, um, so we, we're going to introduce Josh's new segment, Chip Think. Chip Think with <laughs> Josh. Think. Yeah. Okay. So, um, do you want to? Oh, and then we have one more uh, comment about the website. Uh, Trevor Ingerson, who may be a fill-in guest for us on future episodes of the podcast, wow, uh, look says, out, Trevor. Uh, "I'll let you know what I think of the redesign after my retinas have recovered from getting burned." <laughs> a okay. Bit of a burn so- in its own right. Trevor feels the same way about Dayglow as I do, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, so um, I had a few uh, overall comments about uh, about players, uh, player prices, um, and I'm just I'm just going to run through these very quickly. And uh, feel free to add any comments. Um, I just have a few, and then we'll get right to uh, listener questions and thoughts. All right. Okay. Uh, all right. So um, I got to say, I thought the the prices were pretty fair overall. Um, especially for strikers, um, I don't know how you how you feel about this. I thought that, I thought it was a good mix of, um, I mean, you know, Guerrero is always going to be expensive, but I mean, Ibrahimovic at eleven point five is, I, I think, a pretty fair price. You know, for somebody who scored fifty goals, you know, I know it was in the French league, but you know, yeah, I I, I don't disagree. Kind of assist too. The one player I have a question mark about is Jamie Vardy. I mean, he was almost the golden boot winner last season, but to jump up to 10 million, uh, I have my doubts as to whether or not he can replicate his season from last year. And 10 million, that is a chunk of change for a Leicester squad that has a lot of question marks above it right now. Well, it's interesting. I mean, they, they have question marks, but it's, it's, you know, to this point, it's still only in Golo Conte who has left. 
You know, yeah, yeah, you, no, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, and I don't want to degrade the squad. They obviously won the league. Right. They're a, they're an amazing team. Because uh, I've, I've heard some people uh-huh. talk about uh, you know Riyad Mahrez the same way about how you know is he is is he really a good option at nine point five million? I mean, he was the runaway the top point scorer last year. I mean, runaway by you know about twenty five points, mm-hmm. I think. So, um, you know, I do I think, think it, that yeah, I think the, it, I think it's fair. It might be my midfielder bias that nine point five for Mahrez is more acceptable to me than 10.0 for a striker, which leads me to the other uh, pricing thing that I flagged, which is actually more a positional thing. Did you notice how they moved Anthony Martial to a midfielder? Yet uh, Wayne Rooney stays as a striker. This, to me, is crazy. I thought that was strange too. I I know. I mean, maybe they're thinking of him more as a Raheem Sterling sort of a player. Is the logic? I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I guess so. And uh, yeah, I mean, he's at Rooney's at nine million, which is kind of amazing. I mean, that has to be so far and away uh, the lowest uh, lowest price ever been. I mean, maybe yeah. from like you know, I mean, so the, I, it only goes back to 2006, yeah. 2007. But um, yeah, it's okay. Oh, actually, yeah. So he was he was twelve point. He's, he finished the year at twelve point two in two thousand seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's been uh, 10.5 or above every year since then. It's a bit of a bit of a pimp slap to Wayne Rooney yeah. to drop him all the way down to 9.0. Well, oh, I, I guess he was at 9.9 at the end of last season. So right, uh, he must have started at like 10.5 though, because I I'm, I wonder if a lot of people bought him at the start of the season and then he just yeah. plummeted in value. But so, okay, you, so you, I, I feel like Martial, and again, we're going to get way more into strategy later. But Martial being moved to a midfielder. Nine point five. He could be a great buy if he is a, a regular starter for Mourinho. I, I agree. I mean, this actually gets to my next point, which is that it's you know it's a really tricky. It's, it's tricky in a good way because I think it's really fun to think about these questions and um, you know the it's infor- okay. So it, it, it's really hard to evaluate Man City, Man U, and Chelsea at this point, right? Uh, I mean, the league is so loaded with great coaches at this point. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's it's so loaded. I mean, you've got you know, no matter what you think about Mourinho, he's you know, great coach. Pep Guardiola, greatest coach in the world, arguably, uh, almost inarguably, right? That's how, that's how that's how much everybody thinks he's the greatest coach. Um, and uh, you've got you know Conte, who is a fantastic coach as well, uh, one of the best coaches in the in the world. Um, and really, so really showed showed up for the Euros as well. That Italy squad was uh, was amazing. Exactly, uh, and technically. You, and, and you have Jurgen Klopp as fascinating coach, you know, first time with 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 a full squad and you know players he's brought in, uh, and so many top players have, have been transferred into the league as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Mkhitaryan as you know as well as Ibrahimovic. Uh, so it's you know it's really hard to know uh, what players you need from these top clubs. Yeah, uh, you know it's it's going to take a, it's going to take a little bit of guesswork. I mean, obviously Sergio Aguero is always up there, um, and uh, but you know I mean. But Mourinho, you know, like do you, do you start? My feeling is that you want Zlatan at the start of the season, and that uh-huh. um, maybe by the midway point of the season he's not as valuable. Uh, but he stays in great shape. Uh, you know, he's a total pro. Uh, you know, he's going to want to start strong. I just, you know, I'm really, I, I'm actually surprised that he's controversial because to me he was he's the player that I that I'm most excited about having on my team. I, I I may have some bias here, you know. I may it may be, you know I've seen him in person, uh, you know the one. I mean not not like in in the flesh, but I mean I saw him at a. Uh, I mean I did see him in the flesh, but you've never put from. me on your FPL team. You've seen me plenty of times. <laughs> but you know I saw him score two goals at um, the Stade de France last year, and 
uh, he's just a, he's just a, a phenomenal player, you know. And so I'm just maybe I'm just excited to have him in the league, and that is that is I, you know it's, it's biasing me a little bit, but I, yeah. you know, I do think he's a good fit for the league. He's got the he's got the strength for the league for one thing, and I think he can handle the pace too. So I, I have the, I have the I have the reverse bias with Ibra. Uh, in that it it feels like an MLS esque transfer to me. But this There's guy just, scored. This guy well, scored fifty goals last year. And I mean, you know, this isn't like it's not like he's like on his way down. The guy, the guy is older, and uh, attitude is got to be the biggest question with Zlatan and. It's a lot about attitude uh, when you move squads, particularly when you play for a guy like Jose Mourinho. Um, you see him target players all the time who are stars but don't have the right mindset. So I totally agree. Like, the guy is class. But my I want to see how it plays out that he could be a guy looking for a twilight sort of position. Right. He's, uh, so you know, I, I'm a little bit of a wait and see where that's concerned. That's 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 fair. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's it really is too early. I mean, my concern is actually less with 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 him uh, and more with uh, the setup that that Mourinho might deploy at the start of the season. I mean, he must know that the fans are desperate for a more open attacking style. Yeah. Um, I mean, given how just openly loathed uh the uh the van gaal style was uh especially at the end when there was just like open revolt i mean you know i mean like it's it's unbelievable that club you know basically fired van gaal the day that they won the fa cup i mean that's how that's how much they wanted to get rid of him right so so what's going to happen with the united defense because okay chris smalling is banned for the first game week and (laughs) Uh, Mourinho likes to shore up his defense, and I mean, God, look at that squad. Uh, uh, yeah, it's I, I don't know, and uh, it makes me wonder who who might still come in in that squad. Yeah, right? Um, they uh, yeah, I don't they're begging know. for a few more transfers. Yeah, I don't know anything about um, Bailey to be totally Eric Bailey. Do you know anything about him? The uh, the new Man U defender. I know he is rated. A, he's priced at five point five, so that means something to me. <laughs> No, I, I have so not. Gonna, I, yeah, again, this is like the first day of class. Uh, we have three weeks before the season starts. We're going to get much more into players and picks uh, later on. Uh, you basically asked me what Cold Fusion was just then. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, what we know about Mourinho is that he uh, he tends to like a fairly. He's kind of like Wenger. He likes a fairly small squad. Uh, if he, he'll have a few players that he trusts, that he will play uh, week in and week out. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, the the you know when they won the league with Chelsea a couple of years ago, he famously, uh, I don't know, famously, but he you know he played um, Ivanovic, Terry, and Hazard each game week. So uh, I think you know, so two of those are defenders. So uh, one one assumes oh. that if that if uh, he finds a couple of defenders that he trusts, he will yeah. use them week in and week out. But it's just hard to know right now who who those defenders will be. I am so excited, Josh, that we now live in a world where Cesar Aspilicueta is the most expensive defender at Chelsea. He's at six point. He's at six million. <laughs> Granted, there are uh, there's I think another one other defender. I don't remember who it is. Who is six million? But Aspilicueta was always the bargain Chelsea defender, and now he's finally made it. He's the big man on campus. It's really yeah. It's 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 really interesting. Uh, I mean, the prices in general are really um, like. 
the defenders in particular seem priced to sell this year. You know, it's yeah. like they're they're trying to they're they're like you know I feel like last year you had a couple defenders like that were just in the sevens and you're like well that's it there's no you know there's no having uh, Vincent Company this year or mm-hmm. in fact he was injured for like the entire season but you yeah. know like there are certain defenders who if if you just don't like investing that much in a defender you just don't have them all season and uh, it doesn't really seem that way this year I feel like Ashley um, Ashley Williams five million he had a great season last year. Yeah, the, but that's, you know, I mean, but they were like, what do they finish? 16th place overall. <laughs> you know? Yes, yeah, I mean, yeah, fair play. It is Swansea. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you're right. So we have two 6.5 million defenders in Bayern and Alderweireld. And uh, and then we've got a whole slew of uh, 6 million defenders, all kind of, all from the usual places. Yeah. Um, and uh, and then a lot of a ton of five point five million defenders. Kyle Kyle Walker got a real uh, insult there. He he's Danny Rose's six million, but Kyle Walker just five point five. He's the new Caesar Aspilicueta. Yeah, that is kind of interesting. Yeah, maybe. Um, what about uh, Leighton Baines? He's kind of interesting at five point five million. Uh, he's a uh, you know he's like, yeah. I'd be I'd be concerned about that if he's not taking spot kicks or uh, free kicks. There was a concern about that at the end of last season. So that's one to watch. You look back at earlier seasons. He ended the 2011 season at eight point one million. That's sensational. Way to go, Leighton. <laughs> way, way to go, Leighton. <laughs> um, I mean, the most goals they ever scored in a season was he, he had five goals and eleven assists in the uh, 2010 2011 season. Yeah, um, that was. I think that was the first year we did fantasy together, right? I think that was the 2000, 2011 2012. Yep. Oh wow. Okay, so that's actually the season before we started. Yeah. Uh, so four, you know, four goals and then five. I don't know if you've had a look at the always cheating crest recently, Josh, but. It's- <laughs> Clearly, clearly is emblazoned with the year 2011. It's actually amazing looking at not to get too down the Leighton Baines road here, but looking at his his stats in previous seasons really points to why, what happened to Roberto Martinez last year, uh, <laughs> because it just got, you know, 11 clean sheets, 13 clean sheets last year. It's, uh, two years ago, it was nine clean sheets. Uh, then, then it's four clean sheets. Now, granted, he was injured for a fair amount of the season, but yeah. but still, um, yeah, tough year for Everton. I'm really, I mean, even you know, so now that we talk about all the managers, you know, Conte and and um, and uh, you know Mourinho and uh, and Guardiola, Pat, but, yeah, uh-huh. but but you know, uh, Coleman going to Everton is a pretty big move too. It is. It's a strange one. It's a kind of a lateral move in my mind. I mean, Southampton just doesn't seem to know what it is as, in terms of a club, or they've just accepted that they're a feeder club for both players and managers at this point. But yeah. to me, Coleman could have them. done as you much know, with that Southampton yeah. squad as he could do with that Everton squad. I, I want to give Southampton a little bit of credit because it, it does work for them. I mean, you know, this, this happened like three times now in their short time back at the club, and it's 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 always worked out for them. You know, they scout really well, and they they seem to turn that money into a lot of good players. And so I, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I I do have like some faith that they'll. I mean, because you know, Borussia Dortmund kind of does the same thing, and they you know they finish. Uh, you know, second or, you know, they finished second last year, for example. So, um, you know, I I do, I I don't know, but yeah, I mean, at the same time, uh, it makes me a lot less excited about Southampton players. You know, the one guy who's sort of interesting is Charlie Austin, uh, who's uh, 6.5 million. And if they don't bring in a forward, which I'd be kind of surprised if they didn't bring in a forward. um, I think he's a really interesting option because, I mean, that that squad is still pretty good. So um, I, what yeah. I want, what I wonder is if they play two up front with Long and Austin. They did this a few times last season with Long and Pele. Uh, rest in peace, Graciano Pele. Have fun in China. Uh, 
if they play both Long and Austin up front, both of them at six point five million, it could be tough to pick which one is going to go off week to week. Yeah, it's it's true. I mean, I think I'd still really have I'd rather have Charlie Austin, but I mean, it's not like he did anything in the second half of last year. I mean, he was. You know, it, I mean, he, he was barely making the squad the last few weeks, but he you know, he never knew. Injury, I mean, didn't we? Didn't he? Yeah, he had. A, he, well, I, I mean, I, I think he was recovering from what I, I think he was a healthy scratch a couple of times, but um, but you know, Shane Long was in such good form, and, and you know, Pele was. It was weird. The end of that Southampton season was a little a little shaky. I think in general, <laughs> it was you know. Uh, oh, I mean, you know, I know Pele was a healthy scratch a couple times too, and so then he looked great in the Euro Cup, though. And yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Speaking of Southampton and them having a weird end of the season, Mane goes to Liverpool and he beats Coutinho and Firmino in price. He's nine million. Mane is nine million, and Firmino is only eight point five. Coutinho at eight. That that's a strange was- little hierarchy there. At the very least, I would have Mane and Coutinho at the same, or Mane and Firmino at the same price. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it's it's an interesting question. Firmino, it's, I don't know. Maybe it's a continental bias. Firmino just seems a little more class than Mane, or more consistent, I guess. What do you think the odds are that Benteke ends up uh, is still in Liverpool at the you know when the transfer window closes? I mean, have a look at those that Burnley squad or that uh, whole squad. I'm sure they're going to be shelling out some big bucks for a guy like Benteke. Yeah, Crystal Palace. Yeah, Palace. Yeah, it wasn't there were I heard rumors on the Men and Blazers podcast about that. So they say, but you know, it's hard to know. I mean, I, I guess uh everyone's kind of playing it close to the you know, there's just so much money right now and it's Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a it's a crazy it's it's actually a little bit like you know, as an American, the uh you know, the NBA there's this crazy like bubble that happened this year where they had this huge TV deal and the salary cap went up like forty percent more than it had the year before, and so you had guys who were averaging like six points and four rebounds. This guy John Luer, who signed for uh, the team that I wrote for, the Detroit Pistons, uh, you know, averaged six points and four rebounds, and he signed a four-year, forty-million-dollar contract. Uh, you know, he's making ten million dollars a year, and he's you know never been better than like the ninth best player in a team. Uh, I mean, it's kind of amazing. Maybe, really- maybe the Pistons would be interested in drafting uh, Emmanuel Adebayor this the next season. It goes to show how much money could still end up in the Premier League at some point because, I, I mean, the Premier League is, is loaded with money, but it's still got nothing on the American sports leagues. We are insane over here. <laughs> the, amount, the amount of money, I mean, you know, there is, is there anyone in the Premier League that's making $10 million a year? Like, a, is there a single player who's making that much money? You know, uh, I, don't, I, don't have the, I don't have the spreadsheet in front of me, Josh. I can't say for sure. Yeah, I mean, I know the, the squads are bigger, and then, you know the NBA you're only keeping 14 guys, so uh, and, and of that you're really only paying the starters, you know, a lot of money. But a guy like uh, Eber isn't making that kind of coin. Maybe he is. I mean, it's 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 hard because they evaluate it differently. That you know they they talk about what players are on. It's all about transfer oh, fees. Yeah, it's we, not yeah about, weekly wages. Yeah, so it's two hundred thousand dollars a week or whatever, and then you do the math in your head, and you're like, oh, okay, so what is that? It's a million every five weeks. Five times six is thirty. Right. You know, it's yeah. Um, I don't know. Probably. I mean, there, there probably are people who are making more than ten million, but it's it's yeah. certainly not the ninth best player in any of these squads. All right, Josh. I see you have a note here about Aguero. I yeah. have him. In, I, I have him in my provisional squad. Just that. So my my note is literally Aguero question mark. Do I have the stomach for an on again, 
on-again romance for another oh. on-again, off-again romance. Okay, so just keep that note on this uh, Google Doc because we will revisit this question for the next 38 weeks. Every single podcast until the end of time will be <laughs> about what to do about Aguero, whether to Captain Aguero, whether to uh, hold on to him when he picks up a knee injury in game week two. Uh, whether to uh, get rid of him when he picks up a knee injury in game week five, uh, what to do when he picks up a knee injury on an international break. Uh, we will never stop talking about Sergio Aguero. <laughs> and, I mean, he's probably going to make my squad again, right? I mean, Man City have this amazing, they have a great fixtures to start the season. I don't know that you can really, if you're taking the game seriously, well, I, okay, I shouldn't say that because there are lots of different ways to play the game. Um, but I, I don't think that... Um, um, a, man- can- a manager managerless Sunderland in game week one, assuming Allardyce actually gets yeah. the England job. That I could think that, be a, a wrecking ball. I think game week one is not the week for completely off-the-wall picks, especially, like you said, when you're playing a managerless Sunderland. They'll have a manager by then, one assumes. Uh, but, yeah. I they, think can bring I- that, uh, they can bring that old crusty Dutch guy back. What was his name? Uh, the guy who cried at the end of the uh, previous season. <laughs> oh yeah, what's that guy's name? <laughs> I'm so mean. I'm so mean to that poor Dutch Mar- guy. Mar- Martin Yole was the name that came to my head, but it wasn't Martin Yole. He, Martin <laughs> no, Yole. Martin Yole would not cry. <laughs> Brandon Strong men also cry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I don't know if we have that much time to talk about the promoted teams. Uh, given all the transfers that are going to be happening in the coming weeks, should we should we table any any promotion? Talk. Yeah, let, let's ta- let's table the promotion talk. Um, I do think that um, yeah, okay, let, let, we'll table that too. I mean, I think there are a couple. You know, Tom Heaton is the one guy who sticks out to me as a possible uh, option as a uh, 4.5 million goalkeeper. I think uh, Steve Mandanda, who is uh, who's coming from um, um, League One in the uh, the French league, uh, and he was uh, goalkeeper of the year. I think three of the last four years and the last two seasons. Um, in that league, and he's a 4.5 million keeper, and he's going to Crystal Palace, uh, who have a pretty decent defense. So I think that um, he is definitely one that I, I Mandana Mandanda is currently on my in my squad, and I, I plan to, uh, I you yeah. know, I'm hoping to start with him. But I, they they do have four keepers, and so it's just a matter of whether whether he does you know ultimately. I, I think it, I think that could be curtains for Wayne Hennessy. Yeah, I don't. It's not looking too good for for poor Mister Hennessy. I mean, I'll, I'll like whenever I think about Hennessy, I just think of like that terrible own goal that happened. Oh God, yeah. I I was I was banking on a clean sheet that week from yeah. uh, Crystal Palace as well. I, I think a lot of us were. They were playing Sunderland. No, that Sunderland was when Scott Dan screwed it up. Wasn't it Liverpool? They playing Liverpool. God, Crystal Palace threw away so many games last season. Uh, it's it's unreal. Uh, all right, Jesus. Ch- yeah, okay, yeah. Let's let's get to well, okay, one last thing. <laughs> we could we could reminisce all day. Yeah, that's true. Uh Liverpool have a new keeper as well, don't they? Or isn't there someone that they're looking at bringing in? I think there's a maybe he hasn't signed with them yet. You're catching you know, me off guard here. Yeah, Loris Loris Carius uh joined the squad and I think he's probably going to beat out uh Simone Mignolet. I, oh. I I assume that because Mignolet is terrible and uh, that seems like a pretty good reason to beat him out. I remember Loris Carius from uh, his great role in HBO series Rome. And you, no, actually, you're thinking of uh, Sir Loris Carius from uh, Game, Game of Thrones. Of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, very good, very Fourth good. Thrones. We'll be we'll be full of them all season. <laughs> uh, all right, so should we get to questions, Brennan? Yeah, we have so much thoughts? so much uh, feedback from the listeners. Let's get to that. 
Should we should we should we put in one of our new interstitials right here? Perhaps. Oh God, yeah. Here here comes a hot bumper from Zach Kurd. Same old podcast, always cheating. All right. So we have some uh, some general questions. We have uh, we have quite a few, uh, a ton actually. And so um, I think we're we're not going to get you know generally, Brandon, as as you know, and, and many of our listeners know, every question gets the loving care it deserves. <laughs> yes, it does. The the rambling, uh, incoherent response that we yeah. only only you get at always cheating. It's often it's often it's, it's a, usually a ten minute response that uh, usually spins off about eight other questions that you and I just ask each other. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, first question is from uh, KG uh, Kuda Godfrey, who says, um, "Should you buy and bench players like Larice, Pyatt, and Ozil who are due to miss game week one, or wait and risk using an early wild card?" I take this one. Okay, yeah, I, I will. I will. I will field that one, Josh. Uh, I didn't need any time to think about that whatsoever. Um, my my gut feeling is you should take a pass on those guys, just just for your own psyche's sake. I always, it's such a bummer to have a crap game week one, and given the quality in the league and the number of options, I mean, obviously bandwagon players are going to become crucial through the season, but if you're, if these guys are going to miss game week one, this is your opportunity to bring in somebody else and build up a mass points early on, which I think is really important just for your own, your own personal happiness, but also it's (laughs) strategy. I mean, if you're going to end up like all of us playing your wild card in game week three, because you're, team turns out to be utter shite then uh <laughs> then, then why anyway. why even have well them? that's true yeah <laughs> uh I, I think that you can have like one of those players and, and maybe even two if one of them is a goalkeeper uh i mean you i don't think you'd want Lurie's pyatt and ozil i mean that's a ton of money to to put on your bench um at the start of the season even though you know ozil in particular is a player who i think is Offering pretty good value this season at 9.5 million um you know part of the issue there is that Arsenal don't have a great start of the season anyway, so you might as well just wait mm-hmm. five weeks, you know, yeah. and, and that was a later. I mean, I and think history, that- history will also tell you that Arsenal, they have form seasons, and you never know who the player is going to be. Is it going to be Aaron Ramsey? Is it going to be Mesut Ozil? Is it going to be Santi Cazorla? Uh, Ar- Arsenal is, is just very tricky in that regard. Right, and they play, you know, so they play Liverpool away, uh, or Liverpool at home, Leicester away, um, you know, Southampton, Chelsea, all in their, you know, four of the six game weeks. They, they are away to Watford and Hull, which are which are good fixtures, but, um, you know, I just don't think that, um, you know, I, I don't think you need to be loading up on Arsenal players at the moment, and, you know, um, especially someone like Alexis Sanchez, who may not start the first two weeks of the season. Yeah. All right, congratulations, KG. You got the first sidetrack of the season, uh, where we just went into full blown Arsenal talk. Just there, <laughs> I, I think. I think ultimately, though, Josh, I do agree with you that uh, having one, maybe two players that you feel comfortable are going to come good, but you can put on your bench is is a good compromise. I, you know, and, and just and you know, I know that he was using this as an example, but you know, I, I Lloris in particular, I wouldn't do that. Just you know, I don't, I don't like having a goalkeeper that expensive anyway. You know, five point five million, I think, is a lot to tie up in a goalkeeper, and uh, you know, I a lot of money that is, um, and I just think that um, I don't know, I, I I wouldn't do it myself. Uh, although, how many weeks is Lloris really going to miss? Um, I mean, well, you know, it's not like he's a keeper, right? Like all he did was 
stand around. Well, another, another, <laughs> another, another, it's true. Another tangent would be that uh, in the Spurs defense, they have so many attacking defenders in that squad where you're going to get like, like the Alderviles, the Roses, and the Walkers, where they're going to be getting goals and assists. Go with them instead of Loris. Yeah, if you had to pick one Spurs defender to start the season uh, with, who would you pick? Uh, that's a tough one. Um, maybe Kyle Walker because he's the price is right. Yeah, God, just having Kyle Walker though that does not sound it, like yeah, it, it, it does. It yeah, it doesn't sit well with anybody. I understand <laughs> that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right, and, and your boy Eric Dyer, who you had for like twenty five weeks last year, is now a midfielder. He's been reclassed, so he's basically dead to every FPL manager at this point. And his price, his price might as well have been three. <laughs> Like that's not so much value covers now. Just price about three million, and uh, we'll all just stick him in as our fifth midfielder. Hey, he'll always he'll always have that free kick from the Euros. Uh, we, <laughs> we 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 wish you luck, Eric Dyer, and all your travels. All right, all right. Uh, all right the, the, the next one comes from uh, Graham McDonald at Gamezer. And by the way, you can uh, chat to us on Twitter, like all these fine folks are at Hail Cheaters. But Graham McDonald, he says, "Happy New Season." Interested in your thoughts on the new discipline crackdown and whether it has any bearing on player picks. And then he actually uh, he pointed to a link that talked about certain players that would be uh, that would that would be particularly sort of um, in the line of fire uh, after these crackdowns. And, uh, you know, Wayne Rooney was one of them. And I was like, God, like as if the season wasn't hard enough on Wayne already, <laughs> you know, like every, everything stacked up against this guy. Now, tell me, tell me what it what is this exactly? What's Graham talking about here with these crackdowns? Well, I think they're they're just trying to stop some of the, you know, sort of behind the scenes, like, you know, like players getting away with stuff. And so they're going to try to give more red cards this year as a way to really right, right. You know, sway people from, uh, you know, it's it's like a, it's like the hand check in basketball. You know, I, it's amazing for someone who doesn't want, I mean, I, I'm an NBA fan, but I think I'm constantly making NBA <laughs> comparisons. Uh, but it's just I think it's a way to open up the the attacking to make it more a more attacking open yeah. game. It's interesting uh, to note because I, I did that. flag that Diego Costa uh, could be good value at nine point five. But he would be one of those players where I would uh, reel back my interest because of, you know, that guy is, uh, you know, as dirty as they come. It'll be interesting. I, I my feeling is that it's something they talk about and maybe they maybe you see it enforced in the first two or three weeks. Uh, and from then on, it's a total non-issue. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's how it usually works when the, with these with these uh, crackdowns on you know like like unless there's an actual rules change, uh, th- things don't really change mostly because the players have been playing one style forever and the you know the referees have been refing one style forever and it's just very hard to make anything really happen unless you know unless the league is just absolutely focused on it and hits it like in every press conference every you know and I'm, I'm not seeing that right now so I, I don't think it'll be that big of a deal and. Um, you know, I don't know, but you know, I, I, that being said, it does it does probably make someone like Costa and and even Rooney a little less valuable, as you said. All right, lightning lightning sound effect. Next question, <laughs> uh, Razzy Boy uh, at Dunce underscore Magnet, uh, old long time question asker, says. <laughs> um, actually, it's not even a question; it's more of a comment. Uh, but we open it up, Brandon. Questions or comments are acceptable here. It's free. Uh, it's free form. It's free free form podcasting. He says, uh, if the pod, if the pod, excuse me, if the Pogba transfer is legit, I can see him costing nine plus million and really busting up some templates I have seen. Now, what do you think about Paul Pogba, Brandon? 
Well, based on his performance in the Euros, I'll take a hard pass on that one. Uh, I was not inspired by his touch or his uh, demeanor at all. He, he did seem like a team leader, and you know, I'm not—I don't follow Syria too closely, um, and I do understand that Pogba does some good things for that Juve team. But uh, I don't know. I, I am not going to break up any template I'm building. To, to fit him in until I see more of him in the league. I mean, remember, well, I don't, I don't think, I, I don't think it'll cost. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Tell your, tell your, story. I, 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 I've got a good story. <laughs> remember low those many years when, uh, uh, Di Maria came to Manchester United and everyone hailed it as, um, this transformative signing for the team. And it was just an ill fit. And obviously United with new management and they brought in a lot more transfers since then. Zlatan being a, a huge one. Uh, Pogba could be different, but he's Pogba is just that kind of player where I need to see him play in the Premier League before I can make that kind of call. Yeah, well, I, I don't think he'll cost as much as uh, as nine point as nine million. He's he's just not that kind of, you know. I mean, he's a little he's, deeper lying. Yeah, exactly. He's more he's more of a deep line. He's he's like a you know like he's like a Yaya Torre type. You know, mm-hmm. like I mean, I, I know Yaya Torre is more of an attacker, but uh, yeah, he's he's more he's more deep lying. He's um, you know, he's not someone who scored uh, you know a ton of goals in general. I mean, so you know, in, in one hundred and twenty four matches with. Uh, with Juve, he scored 28 goals all told. Um, he's the guy who's setting up the play. I mean, I actually think uh, Pogba is an absolutely phenomenal player. I mean, I, I understand why they're paying so much money for him because it's, you know, it's so hard to find players like this. You know, like someone who has the, you know, the strength of a defensive midfielder with the the pace of an attack. I mean, you know, a Yaya Torre type basically. You know, it's so it's just so hard to find someone who can who can do what he does. Um, so, uh, but but I don't think he's a particularly valuable fantasy asset, and uh, I wonder if he'll get sort of overpriced. I don't know. I mean, the, you know, I feel like in general the people who price the game are do a pretty good job of it, and so uh, my guess is that he would come in at like eight point five or something like that, and uh, I wouldn't plan to bring him in either. But um, I do think he's going to make that squad a lot better. Lightning crash. <laughs> you know, I think Heinrich Mkhitaryan is the one that uh, that I'd be looking at um, if I was looking at um, lightning you know, crash. Like, <laughs> What is that? <laughs> this is we we have so many questions to get through. All right, all right. Fine. Uh okay, so uh the next question is from uh Siraj Garish, who says, uh old friend of the pod is what a lot of old friends. So I guess hey, I am Siraj. Like I almost forgot to wish uh, Siraj hello. It's been so long. Hey Siraj. Uh and I guess I'm gonna quit saying that because well let's assume that everyone who asked a question is a friend. You're all my friends. Uh, Siraj says, um, how do you think, oh my goodness, it feeds right into what I was talking about. How do you <laughs> think you Man go. United and their new signings are going to do this season? Uh, we've talked about, uh, Ibrahimovic a bit. We just talked about Pogba, uh, assuming that's going to go through. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think, uh, you know, Mkhitaryan is the one that, uh, that's pretty exciting. I mean, he to- absolutely tore it up in uh in the Bundesliga last year um tons of goals and tons of assists uh f- relatively young still mm-hmm. um and uh you know can play i think he can play on the wing i mean i'm no expert on on Mkhitaryan um that but, boy you can know, play can play on the wing uh he can play as an attacker you know can play as as, as a i mean he's a winger but i think that he can um he's like a he he's a, the he's a Kevin, Kevin De Bruyne type and i think we we could expect similar things from him at a, at a cheaper price I think I think United is a great prospect. I think early odds would say they'll finish in the top four, given the signings they're making and the expectations that Mourinho will have. 
Yeah, I think I think I think you're absolutely right. So uh, yeah, he scored uh, 23 goals and 51 appearances for uh, Dortmund last season, um, and he is uh, let's see, he is 27 years old. So perfect age. It's a, <laughs> He's it's a great age. <laughs> like we just like we just plucked him off the tree, and he was uh, just like perfectly ripe. A mere seven years ago in my own life was. Uh, it's a very, very vivid metaphor I just made, or, or simile, as it were. Can you, can you say it again? I think I missed it. I was talking about. <laughs> I just compared him to a piece of fruit, a ripe uh, piece of fruit. Yes. Ripe for the plucking? Ripe for the plucking. You can there we it. go. There we go. New new team name. Right for right for the plucking. That's just that's the new name of the podcast, Brandon. <laughs> All right, at Shapo Shotetsky, uh, Chris Scott Grant. Well, uh, or up, Uppercut Panda. Uppercut Panda, of course. Great to hear from you, Uppercut Panda. He says currently Aguero is in thirty nine percent of teams. Can we go without him for game week one? It would open up possibilities elsewhere in our teams, and uh, I, I I think we touched on this a little bit early. It's that that Sunderland fixture mighty tasty and uh and we'll we'll get more into into specifics I mean the the problem is they have a lot of very good fixtures in the first six game weeks uh Sunderland at home West Ham at home uh Bournemouth at home and Swansea away in the for the six game weeks they also they're a way Matt, to a Matt Ritchie-less Bournemouth yeah and uh I think that you definitely want a uh a Man City defender I would think too for these fixtures uh yeah I mean born without Matt Ritchie what are they Brandon Truly, what are they? Hey, they're, they're Hindeman's team now. Hindeman's <laughs> team. Uh, so I think that, I mean, yeah, of course you can get away with not having him, but um, I think it's I think it's pretty dangerous too because uh, so many people are going to have him and so many people are going to captain him. I mean, I, I almost wish he did get injured. I, I know I say this like all se- like all <laughs> oh season God. long, forever, but I don't like lo- I don't love the group think where forty seven percent of every manager in the league captain Sergio Aguero. You know, it, it's not. It's not the most fun thing in the world, but I don't know how you could get away with not capping him. Can somebody uh, out there set up a, an Aguero voodoo doll website where we can all collectively go there and like poke the voodoo doll and try and like? Or get what about? Tw- how about just a mirror of the fantasy game? It's like fantasy fantasy premier league dot org, and it's <laughs> it's it's the exact same game except you except Sergio Aguero is not part of the game. He's it's just every other player, everything is the same. Uh, the league is the same. It's all the same. It's just that no one is allowed to have Sergio Aguero. Uh, you can put that plug in on Firefox. I'm sure of it. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> uh, so I think that um, because so many other people are going to have him, that that's really the problem. And this is this is why I always um, I talk so derisively about about Aguero's because I know that I too am helpless to to avoid having him in my squad. Sure. And those who listen to Always Cheating last year will know Aguero by his other name, Slash, the Slash. famous guitarist from Guns N' Roses. I was so impressed that I got those those side-by-side photos. Did you see those? No, I didn't. Twitter today. Oh, you should take a look. I've got <laughs> You're I've got like photos. an internet guru over there. Yeah, it's a it's a great side-by-side. I mean, they're not together, but it's, it's just two photos. <laughs> you, you didn't just ha- happen to find a photo of uh, Guerrero backstage at a Guns N' Roses concert? <laughs> If someone has that, I would pay. I would pay actual American dollars for that. Uh, Let's make so it happen, got, guys. Got another question here, also from Uppercut Panda, who says, uh, "Who is going to be this year's Mares and this year's uh, Depay? Uh, maybe uh, Townsend Shakiri is Mares, and the only one that comes to mind is this year's Depay is Mane. Uh, harsh on Mane, I know. Um, and uh, I mean, that's you know, rather, I rather, rather flattering for Andres Townsend as well." It is rather flattering for him. I mean, I, I know I, he's like the 
Apricot Panda may be the last person to have to, get, to have given up on Andros Townsend. I think all <laughs> all the rest of us have. Uh, I think that, I actually think Shakiri is an interesting option, though. Uh, Shakiri yeah. is one that um, I I'm I'm kind of intrigued about the idea of having him as maybe my fourth midfielder. Uh, I think he's is he five point five. I think he's a little too expensive for yeah. um, he's a little too expensive for a fifth midfielder. Let's right, see. right, right. Uh, he is. He's, he's actually six point five, which is yeah. which is really stretching it. I mean, even even six million, I could I could handle. And I just don't know how much of that. I was, you know, he looked pretty good for the Swiss squad this this summer, and you know, mm-hmm. it maybe biasing me a little bit. Yeah, uh, at that but, at mean, that price, you need somebody a little bit more like Gilfie Sigurdsson, who is uh, more more threatening, more central to the attack. Right. So or I think more I think, more central on the field, I guess I should say. Yeah, like more involved, and I mean, he was—he is at times for Stoke. It just—it doesn't seem like he can string together a series of, of weeks, you know, where that happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah. Gosh, I mean, only time will tell. I am—I'm a little more interested. Selfishly, the the Schadenfreude side of me wants to know who this year's Depay is going to be. Um, but it's really the million-dollar question: is you know what player is going to be highly owned that you avoid owning? Yeah. So you save out on the price drop and you save out on the lack of returns. And what player costs nothing and you bring in tons of points because you get them early and you stick with them? Yeah, you all know, you I mean, studs was, out there that had Mares in game week one last season, like, like how did you do it? But but I was reading, um, you know, I was reading uh, Nick's the, the Nick's, Nick Cummings book, the one that I was talking about at the beginning of the, uh, the podcast. And, you know, he was talking about how, um, you know, three seasons ago, you know, the season he had his highest finish ever, which I think was 36th. Or thirty eighth, or something like that, uh, and he said, you know, one of the key reasons why is because he got Mishu, um, you know, in the first week, and uh-huh. he just he rode Mishu for. Yeah. You know, Mishu was good for so long that season. I mean, I <laughs> it think it was only in the last few weeks. We all love Mishu. <laughs> the oh, Mishu he was, years were he was such year. a joy, such a pleasant guy. Oh, and it's the cool thing where he'd like do he the put, headphones he cup, or whatever. He'd cut cup his ear and like shake it. I know. I wish you could see me right now because I'm actually doing that with my. Uh, <laughs> oh, everyone is right now. Everyone listening is doing the Mishu celebration. That game he had against Arsenal, where we put those two like beautiful curled uh, shots past. Um, it was that that Polish keeper. Uh, forget his name. Oh yeah, I, well, I wait. I can't remember either. I want to call him like Schwerschwerschke or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay. but anyway, you know, so that that is the million dollar question is, you know, which which guys do you get that are that are that you know? I mean, let's say let's say um, let's say, well, let's just plan to talk about this on a future podcast. Uh, oh maybe, yeah, yeah. This this you know, basically this is, warrants an entire episode. It's it's really the key question um, because yeah. if you can get one of these players and you can avoid, I mean, for me, you know, I, I basically, you know, I, I hung my cross on Eden Hazard and I. I mean, I'm gonna mix my metaphors here, but I, I, I did that, and then I went down with the ship. You know, I really uh, <laughs> just yeah. everything. You know, it just I, I totally ruined my season last year. And so, how do you avoid that? You know, like so that's because that's in that Depay category of the player who is highly mm-hmm. rated and yep. and overpriced. And so, yeah, um, yeah I'm I, I'm not touching uh, Eden ten point million Hazard with a ten foot pole at the beginning of the season. Depay was so much easier to let go of though because he it was his first season and you're just sort of like well this is never happening for him. Yeah. Whereas I do, Hazard, I do think I I think we both did both of us have him the first game week of yeah, the season. Uh-huh, I think yeah, we did. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah, for sure. And then he scored that goal in the Champions League and we're like all right. It's going to happen. Here he comes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Next uh, comes from, yeah. next question comes from Brendan at of. Uh, uh, talk me through this. Uh, oh. Of La Hartby. 
yeah, about, there we go. How about O'Flaherty? O'Flaherty. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that, Brendan. Coming, <laughs> coming from, coming from a fellow Irishman named Brandon. I, I do apologize for that. Okay, Brendan. Brendan says, "What about the simple strategy for minimizing uh, f ups over the opening three weeks?" Uh, uh, another million, another million dollar question. Because I think what we all want to avoid is playing our wild card in game week three. Yeah, uh, I, I agree. I, I you actually, tr- you, I liked that you turned his curse word into a non curse word. It was really hey, we're uh, keeping it family friendly here at OHG. I, okay, I like it. I like it. Establish our, our identity I, as family friendly. You know, I'm all about freedom of speech. And all that, Brendan, like, feel free to hammer it, hammer away on Twitter. We love it. <laughs> um, what is a simple strategy for minimizing F-ups over the opening three weeks? Uh, I've never been able to figure it out, and uh, <laughs> and I've had some pretty good finishes, so I, I don't know that it really matters. I, I, I mean, I, of course it matters, but I, I don't know that... Um, uh, maybe, is- maybe, just, maybe just don't get too cute. Uh, I don't. I don't want us to ever discourage people thinking outside the box and being creative. But I feel like that's where I always get. Well, okay. Two I, th- I think you're I either think you're either right. you yeah. get cute or you just make uh, stupid decisions. Like you the, you you don't think. Well, Aston Villa's squad is probably going to be terrible. However, Micah, I'm going to bring in Micah Richards. The problem is, so many of these arguments have a have a counter argument that's pretty compelling. You know, like. You know, don't don't bring in uh, the Depays. You know, don't bring in the guys who, uh, you know, who look who, who are new to the squad, who look great in the preseason. Uh, but then you look at uh, Dimitri Payet, who, you know, was new to the squad and basically, you know, performed well in game week one and never stopped performing the whole season, other right. than the you know ten weeks when he got game. injured. Yeah, when he get injured, which doesn't count. <laughs> uh, so you know, and, but it's also like you know, don't bring in the new guy, but then. You know, if you bring in Mishu and it works out, then you are golden and you can, you know, ride past everybody. So I do think that there's something to be said for if you're going to bring in a, a player who is new to the Premier League, make sure that they are like a man. You know, like someone who's like grown, <laughs> grown into <laughs> There are no women in the Premier League. I'll have you. I, I mean, someone with like a man's body, you know, like someone who's like, <laughs> you know, 27, 28 or older. You know, Pyatt was, you know, he's 29 when he joined the league last year. You know, he knew how to play. He knew how to play every yeah. style of, of yeah, you know, great. he knew how to play physical. <laughs> great body. Great body. Uh, but, you know, I think that and then you look at, you know, someone like Depay. I don't think Depay was ready for it. You know, he just hadn't he hadn't seen what it was like to play at this level. I mean, you know, I, I, he, he was not, far more interested in his cool baseball hats. Yeah. And I, I don't buy this argument that, you know, the I, I do think that, that you know, because, you know, Depay obviously came out of the um, the Dutch League. And I I do think that, you know, good players are coming out of the Dutch League. I mean, even you know, Pele started pretty strong a couple of years ago out of the Dutch League. Um, but I do think that, um, you know, but Pele was also, I think, 27 or something like that. So, Well, yeah, this is my concern about Spurs signing Jansen, who is a striker who comes from AZ Alkmaar. And Jansen makes me laugh. Just It's like a name. It just sounds. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it, it just makes me think about uh, a legendary Premier League uh, disaster, Josie Altador, who came from doesn't, AZ Alkmaar. Doesn't Jansen sound like, like, uh, that sounds to me like an 80s band, doesn't it? Like. I feel like, like it was a it was like a clothing brand or some sort of a '80s brand. Was it okay? Uh, that you could buy. Maybe it was sneakers, so you, or you could go to like Pacific somewhere, or or, or, or maybe it was like uh, headphones, Jansen headphones. I don't maybe. know. Somebody looked that yeah. up. Okay, yeah. <laughs> all right, lightning crash. Okay, so uh, all right, uh, I've totally lost my place here. Banana nose Maldonado. Oh yeah, noise. Okay. 
Banana Nose Maldonado at Getnoy says, uh, <laughs> I think this is apropos of something, but it sounds very funny uh, outside of context. He says, but the trick with no heavy hitters is the struggle of who to captain every week. Uh, this almost sounds like one of those, like, <laughs> do you ever read, like, like Nietzsche's Twilight of the Idols, where it's just like the whole every book day, is just, Every day, every day. It's, just it's, my, it's in my bathroom right now. It was right, like, kind of before he lost his mind. And so the whole book is just a series of, like, like one-liners that are, like, you don't know what question he's answering, but they just sort of, like, <laughs> pop out. <laughs> uh, so anyways, but the... <laughs> are you saying that uh, Get Nice is losing his mind? I think he's listening his mind. Oh, no. All right. Yeah, get in sad. touch. Get nice. Uh, says, but the trick with no heavy hitters is the struggle of who to captain every week. Uh, Coon week one at Sunderland sure looks nice. Oh, absolutely. We we totally believe that. I mean, uh, this makes me think of just the prospect of trying to populate my squad. How good we had it last season where all the good players were really cheap. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's true. Uh, it was uh, we didn't have it. I, I I didn't enjoy last season though. Uh, all the years we've been playing, it was my least favorite year. Maybe it was because I yeah. did so poorly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, so uh, that's all. We, yeah, we we agree with you, Banana Nose. Uh, Chris G uh, at Chris MG nine 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 two. Uh, another longtime friend of the pod says, uh, "I feel like this year price inflation has not been offset nearly enough by good bargains elsewhere." Kind of gets right to what you were saying. Uh, where are you finding savings? Uh, no, I, go to, I go to my. I, I go to Costco. <laughs> I go to. Uh, I do Price Shopper. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't absolutely. use. Yeah, I, I don't use uh, Fresh Direct. It's just too expensive. Well, I mean, if you're shopping at Whole Foods, though, Fresh Direct it's the same prices, but it gets delivered right to your door, Josh. If people say that I don't shop at Whole Foods either. It's too expensive. As well. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here here is my Price Chopper. Here's Brandon's Price Chopper tip of the week. Uh, I'm looking at John Stones for Everton, priced at 5.0. Uh, I I have always kind of been in the camp of John Stones might be overrated. However, the rumor mill will continue to circulate. John Stones could end up going to a much more high-profile team than Everton. And if he does, and he's still priced at 5.0, he could be a key to a lot of clean sheets at a low price. It's possible. I mean, I don't know how he could move to another squad on the back of what he did last year. I mean, I, I guess you know the reason he could is because of the homegrown player rule and a lot of these, you know, squads like Man City need a guy they can dump at the end of the bench, you know, <laughs> just to, just to say they've got an Englishman in their team. I mean, I do wonder about British Chelsea. Player, I, I, I wonder about Chelsea. I think he was linked there, but I mean that that does not fit the homegrown rule because they'd already have John Terry and Gary Cahill look like they're there there to stay. Um, but I don't know. He he was just one that that my eyebrow raised when I saw he was priced at five But yeah, I guess our our task over the next few weeks is to is to dig into these squads and see where there are class players that aren't necessarily yeah. complete gambles. This question's almost a hold. You know, we, we we'll, we're gonna we're gonna get into this in the next three weeks as we uh, as we get closer to the start of the season. Uh, yeah. FPL guy uh, at addicted to FPL says. Uh, can you discuss budget distribution? Uh, going uh, top-heavy is a bad idea this year, in my opinion. Lots of points in midfield. Uh, no Aguera Ibra Kane for me. Now, that's that's very bold. That uh, is that bold. Is, that is bolder than, than I'm I, – I actually I, – I, 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 I actually completely disagree uh, with, the, <laughs> with the question. I, I, I mean, I like – 
I, I think it's an interesting idea, but um, I, so okay, I have something. I'm going to get to this. So next week we're we're doing an episode that I'm pretty excited about, uh, just because it's something I've I've been thinking about, um, kind of in the off season as something I wish that we had started last season with, uh, which is uh, Brandon and Josh's ten rules for FPL success. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, uh, not to be confused never... with the great movie 10, 10 Things I Hate About You. Yeah, uh, not to be. No, it should be confused. Actually, I would prefer that it was confused with that. Movie. <laughs> um, but it's just, you know, 10 things that we have learned over the years. Um, this is like the Heath Ledger Memorial podcast. Especially on the back of, of last season, which I think was a difficult season for a lot of us. I feel like I've, I've gained a lot of wisdom from last season in particular, but but in the, the many other seasons as well. Uh, but one of the biggest things that I, I'm going to remember this year is that we, the season is not going to end in a 3.5 million player tie for first place. So there is there is sometimes this idea that if you pick someone that is widely owned, then everyone is going to get the same amount of points. Everyone is going to uh, finish you know in exactly the same spot, and there's going to be no way for you to move up or down. You're just locked in, and it's it's just not true. You know, it just it doesn't work that way. There's always value to be found. There are always mistakes that you're going to make that are going to bring you down. Uh, or mistakes to be avoided, hopefully, um, you know, and pitfalls to avoid. And I, I just think that it's really important to remember that you can have players like you can have an Aguero Kuhn frontline, and even though that that might end up being the template, that isn't um, that doesn't make you a, a a boring player or an uncreative player. Right. Now, I don't want to, um, you know, go like I, it's not that I, you know, I mean, uh, FPL guy. I mean, raises a fair point, you know, when you look at last season, I mean, last season was a year when there was a ton of value in the midfield and uh, you could really build a team that way, especially if you, you know, all you needed was that one anchor of, of, of Aguero or, or, you know, or I, I suppose Kane at certain points of the season. Uh, but you didn't need, you didn't need 35 million in your front line. You, you, you could get away with, you know, closer to, you know, 25 to 30 million. Yeah. Um, and uh, you could put more money into the midfield or because, because somebody was had Mares, there was really money to put it anywhere. You could put it in defense if you wanted to. Yeah. Um, so I, I do, I, so I, I, I don't totally disagree. And I think part of the problem is that, you know, a lot of the midfielders that you would want are midfielders who may not be in game shape at the start of the season. Uh, you know, particularly the Arsenal midfielders. I mean, Alexis Sanchez, um, you know, they they may let him rest a little bit longer because he played in the Copa America. You know, won it, won the Copa America. Uh, you know, Mesut Ozil was in uh, Euro Cup, made it to the semifinals. Um, so any midfielders who, um, even Eden Hazard, you know, um, mid of the quarters, like some of these guys could be. You know, we're not sure how many minutes they're going to get at the start of the season. So uh, I think that does undercut the uh, the value of the midfield a little bit. There is a whole philosophical argument to be had, too, about midfielders versus strikers. And that's why I was, like I was saying earlier in the pod, how excited I was to see that Martial was reclassed as a midfielder. Yeah. Um, because if these guys are effectively uh, playing as strikers, that their goals are worth one more point than a striker. Additionally, they could get clean sheet points. Mm-hmm. So those are interesting players to target where they're, they're I guess, traditionally classed as out-of-position players. Right, right. Uh, and it's 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 where Mar- Marshall should be. I mean, based on where he played last season. I mean, I, I, I he was the lone forward only a handful of times. I'd say, yeah. Especially once um once Marcus Rashford really you know came on. All right, lightning crash. Next question uh, at FPL Thunshot. 
Uh, he says, can't wait, guys. What was he? Was he talking about our awesome podcast? Yeah, that's uh, Luke, man. It's our, it's our buddy. <laughs> What's up, I know, Luke? I know I said buddy in this weird way. <laughs> okay, he says, uh, whether to go with Coon plus more budget squad or no Coon plus balanced squad. So that, again, goes to what we were just discussing. I mean, any, anything else that we need to tell Luke? Uh, no, except... Uh, I think I mean, we're leaning towards Coon plus budget squad. I think so, but again, you know, we've got we've got you know almost a month before this, you know, three and a half weeks before the season starts. I think that we'll uh, we're going to revisit and revisit this uh, this question again and yeah. again. So I think yeah, yeah Luke, both of you, us. Are, you, you still have one month, Luke, to install the Firefox plugin that erases <laughs> Kun Aguero from the internet. I think for the first six weeks, Kuhn is a. It's pretty difficult not to have him, uh, but you know, it's it's a huge cost. So I mean, you I, I don't know that you can really having Kane. Ibrahimovic and Kunaguero is a very expensive front line and not one that I am inclined to have because it really doesn't give you a lot of money to move around elsewhere. Yeah. I mean, you're looking at probably like three, four to four point, you know, three, you might have three, four million defenders at that point. Emerson Hindeman at 4.5 really frees you up though. Uh, <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. All right. It looks like we have one more Twitter question, Josh. Yeah, Colin Bothwell says, uh, which three teams get relegated? Uh, Hull like a dreadful squad and could do a villa. I'm looking at captaining whoever plays them. Now, that was a great strategy at the end of the last season, was to captain basically anyone that played Aston Villa. <laughs> okay, one of the more ridiculous things I saw as I was combing uh, the team stats, Burnley on their squad have six midfielders and six strikers. Six midfielders. I mean, I don't, I don't really understand that. And you compare that to uh, uh, Middlesbrough, who uh, have ten midfielders, three strikers. Yeah, how does that even work? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> hey, they don't uh, have Europe. I guess so. I don't know enough about their formation. Uh, to, I mean, I guess the the transfer window is still open. So yeah, who knows? Uh, okay, I, I yeah. The, I mean, the, the the two boring picks are Hull and Burnley, right? Um, they haven't. Yeah. Uh, they haven't strengthened their squads. They don't. They like, Hull haven't strengthened their squad since they got relegated two years ago. Oh, it's. I mean, they have a healthy Robert Snodgrass now. That is the. That is the biggest change. <laughs> uh, they might have the cheapest squad in the entire game. Hull, I think. I don't think yeah. there was. I think Snodgrass was their most expensive guy at five point five. Oh, that, yeah, no, they, they have, they have a striker. They have a striker at six point oh. I don't think Nikolai Yelovich is going to save them now. <laughs> yella, yella. Yella. Okay, uh, in Burnley, I, I'm just uh, you know I, I like Sean Dyche, and I actually I'm, I, I mean I would like to see Burnley do well, but I, I, I kind of feel the same way about this squad. You know, I mean it's just it's hard to feel too optimistic about their chances. Yeah. The, One uh, thing that was the, interesting is they did. Um, this is another thing I think I picked up from from Luke's book, which is or excuse me from Nick's book, uh, was that they scored the most goals in the championship last year, which is a little surprising. Uh, that's all thanks to my, uh, my team that I support Fulham, uh, <laughs> leaked goals like a, like a crappy colander. I mean, who was scoring the goals last year for them? Was it, was it folks? Matt I, Volks? I mean, ba- based on Volks? the, pr- based on the pricing. Okay. I haven't, I haven't done all, I've only gotten as far as Wijnaldum in my Wikipedia research. Not that I shouldn't know all about Wijnaldum to begin with, but, uh, I haven't quite gotten to Sam Vokes Wikipedia page yet. All right, so let's yeah, let's let's deal with the uh, with those teams. You know, I don't, don't want to. Yeah, there's there's Gray too, uh, Andre Gray on on Burnley. I don't know. So let's 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 table the uh, table the Burnley discussion. I, I I see those two teams going down, and then if I had to pick one that was a little more of a wild card, 
uh, I think that I would probably pick Sunderland. Um, I mean, these are all these are boring picks, but those are the three that stand out. I mean, the the one thing I will say about Sam Vokes is he is the uh, player who most resembles um, Ray Donovan, the uh, <laughs> the the great uh, deep cable uh, hour long drama. <laughs> have you ever actually seen that show? No, I haven't. Uh, neither have I. No. <laughs> I like Lee right. Schreiber. Is yeah, he the he, lead? He, yeah, yeah. He he is the lead. So basically, I'm saying Sam Vokes looks like Lee Schreiber. All right, we're getting loopier. Give me your three. <laughs> give me your three teams. Then we have one last question, and we're out of here. Uh, my three teams to get relegated: uh, Hull City. Um, man, I would love to see Crystal Palace. Sorry, to, sorry to all you Crystal Palace fans out there, but uh, but I do feel like Crystal Palace is actually building a good squad this summer. So they're not going to get relegated. So how can I even wish for that? I think um, with that defense, they're always in a pretty good spot. Okay, uh, favorite favorite whipping boy of always cheating, West Bromwich Albion. Um, I don't I don't see any strengthening they're doing there. It's amazing. I mean, looking at their squad, they ha- have they brought in a single player so far. I mean, they 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 brought in Matt Phillips, who uh, Matt Phillips played for QPR, right? I mean, that guy's hey, that guy's he scored no, he, he scored that midfield screamer though uh, a couple years back. Yeah, yeah. so I there's mean, that. <laughs> What are they doing with all their money? They're, I mean, they're in the Premier League. They're they're getting a fortune. How was how no one? And, and another looking at selling Barahino as well. I mean, they they have to bring in somebody, right? I mean, this this team is. I mean, I, I we've never actually heard from West Brom fam ever on the podcast. So, I, you know, I, I feel like I could we can really cut loose with some with some West Brom criticism <laughs> here because uh, no one cares. But it, it really seems like. Uh, I mean, I would hate to have to root for this West Brom squad. Yeah. I, who would you even who would who would you like? Like, I guess I like Solomon Rondon Rondon is kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we can agree on that. Yeah, but even he was kind of a disappointment, you know. I mean, they. I mean, Ben I Ben Ben Foster is he's a yeah. great go, he's a class goalkeeper. Yeah, and, I love and, both our goalkeepers. Even Bo's Myhill is a very yeah, likable guy. Yes, he looks like our friend, but that, that's that's a, <laughs> <laughs> he is our friend. Uh, all right, so. Um, Oh wait! Did you pick your third team? Did I pick a third one? Okay, I got West Brom, Hull. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll throw Burnley into the mix there. Sorry, Sean Dyche. <laughs> so we got we got two that we agreed on, and then it's a West Brom versus a Sunderland uh, matchup, a Midlands oh. <laughs> a Midlands Highlands matchup. All right, we got one question on our Facebook page. You can find us facebook.com slash always cheating. This one from Jeremiah Johnson. Should we load up on players from clubs with easy fixtures, United, Palace, etc., then wild card early in game week three to five? What do you think about that? Um, yeah, I mean, I think that, um, I mean, he actually doesn't list Man City here, but that's another squad that you'd want to add. Um, well, yeah, I mean, I think that if, if you add Man City, then you're talking about adding players from Manchester United and Manchester City. Um, which you'd want to be doing anyway. So um, yeah. I think that, but you know, it's it sort of it, it's an easy it's an easy fix because you want to bring those players in, and a lot of them didn't play um, in Europe or didn't play very long. In the case of someone like Ibrahimovic, mm-hmm. uh, and in Palace, you know, that squad's uh, you know they've been in the league for what three or four seasons now, and um, you know, I mean that that defense is rock solid. I mean, you know, I, I talked about uh, Mandanda already. I think that. Um, I, I'm definitely starting the season with some, with one Crystal Palace uh, defender. I'm not sure which one yet. It's either going to be Mandanda or, or uh, you know, one of their uh, defenders. Maybe um, either Ward or or uh, Papa Soiree. Well, no, Scott Dan. 
Maybe Dan. He's a little expensive <laughs> though. Five 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 point five. That's like that's a, like I, I think you need to be in a slightly better team uh, for five. Well, how, yeah, and now they've got uh, Tompkins from West Ham, so maybe he slots right there into the starting lineup at the expense yeah. of who, like Papasuare. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ross, uh, I don't know. I, mean, I feel I feel like wild card game week three to five is exactly what I'm trying to avoid. I mean, this is what happens every season. You screwed something up and you have to do repair in game week three to five. I and mean, the longer you can uh, stave off that wild card, the better, because things will go wrong before you yes. get your winter wild card. Yes. Well, Jer- Jeremiah is kind of promosing, proposing here the reverse game week 33 from last season where he, he you load up. And then wild card out of the load up, right? As opposed I mean, the, to the wild card into the load up. I think that would take a lot of self control even to pull it off because if you have three strong game weeks in game week three or four, um, it's going to be hard to get rid of those players. You, know, you yeah. probably built up some team value as well, so you're not going to want to get rid of that um, unless you start to see a real, you know, drop off in form. Um, I mean, it just it's just hard to do. I mean, last you know last season, I remember. Uh, you know, I think it was Man U and Man City both started out with, I, you know, I think Man City had like five clean sheets in a row to start the season, and Man U might have been three or four, three out of five, something like that. Yeah. Um, and it's just very hard to be like, okay, the fixtures are getting tougher, and I'm going to start dumping all of my Man U and Man City defenders. You just, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you gotta. They're good. They're good players to begin with, you know. Yeah. And so it's 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 hard to it's hard to to drop them. And you know, I mean, if someone like, um, you know. Uh, What's his name? The uh, the the rampaging Man City defender. Uh, what do you, give, What do you mean by rampaging? Kolarov. Kolarov. Oh, Kolarov. Just okay. <laughs> he's rampaging. He's he marauds. He does maraud. Yeah. So uh, someone like Kolarov. I mean, you, you picked up like probably point six or point seven in value by the time you were four or five weeks into the season. Uh, I mean, his, his price shot up. I remember. Yeah. I think he was at five point five to start, and so just yeah. shot. Right and then up. and then he absolutely vanished, uh, which was one of the more yeah. bizarre uh, disappearances last season. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's hard to cut. So anyway, uh, you know, hopefully you just load up on good players, these easy fixtures, and you, uh, you know, you can ride it out. I mean, last year you could ride it out for the first like twenty five weeks. <laughs> so so we'll see. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I had one last one last comment here. It was from uh, Ross Longwood on. Uh, on our Facebook page, and he said, uh, "As a designer, your new logo and identity gets my thumbs up. Uh, look forward to listening to you guys uh, from Newcastle, UK. Despite your disparaging but true assessment of Newcastle last season, uh, <laughs> I was just thinking today, whatever what happened to John Joe Shelby? I guess he's still there in Newcastle. I wish him, yeah. I wish him luck. Looking forward to the championship, and looking forward to FPL and you guys almost, almost as much. Uh, hey. Hail cheaters." Thank you, Ross. Much appreciated. Oh. And all of the credit for the logo and design goes to Brandon. Uh, I thought he did a great job, and uh, well done, Brandon. Th- thank you, thank you, Josh. It's uh, a fun little hobby of mine. And Ross, uh, I'm a Fulham fan. Uh, we can razz each other online when we play each other in the championship for absolutely zero stakes this season. <laughs> uh, uh, cool. So, is, are we going to wrap it up now? I mean, God, we've been rambling on for some time now. We have. Um, okay, so that's it. First podcast in the can. Yeah, our early yeah, impressions. Okay, so there's uh, going to be lots of great info to come as we lead up to the start of the season. So everybody listening out there, you have to be sure to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. We're on SoundCloud. We're on Stitcher Radio. You will never miss an episode if you subscribe. That's the way to go. And it really helps us. I mean, honestly, you don't want everybody getting all of our wisdom because then everyone will do really well. 
this season. But if you could rate us on iTunes, that that definitely just helps our podcast grow. And makes nobody podcast nobody wants cool. to go to the iTunes store and rate a podcast. That is not anybody's idea of a. That's that's everyone's idea of a bad time, actually. <laughs> Um, but, uh, it does, it, it's very helpful for us. So if you, uh, if you could do it, that would be great. Um, uh, yeah, not, you could. follow, follow us on Twitter at the very least, twitter.com slash hail cheaters. Uh, we're hashtag, um, we're not hashtag, we're at hail cheaters on Twitter. Uh, ha- hashtag hail cheaters. We're making it a thing. Yeah. And, uh, facebook.com slash always cheating. You can find us there as well. So. So it's uh, Hail Cheaters on Twitter, Always Cheating on, fa- on Facebook, and, uh, you know, but just if you type in Hail Cheaters or Always Cheating, we're going to come up. So, you know, don't worry too much about whether you got the yeah, right Yeah, just stuff. Google us. We're a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, this was so fun. I am so happy to be back on the horse. It's going to be a great season. Yeah, I totally agree. I'm very, I'm very excited, and, uh, yeah, it's going to be great. All right, I'll see you next week for 10 Things I Hate About You. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, talk to you later. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com